wow. 2020 has definitely whizzed by, passed over our heads. We're probably at home, that's why, when at the outside world was passing us. But today's episode, we are going to be rooting in gratitude of what we took for sometimes granted in pre-pandemic life to what we want um, for next year and just remembering how like thankful we are and how much we've grown this year despite not being able to travel or you know enjoy going out with friends as we once did and this year has been a hard year of realizations for me personally as I mean Hana and I were talking about this before recording but I've been really grappling with turning 25 uh, next year in January and trying to calibrate where I see myself in the next year. And it's really hard to do these days because short-term planning and mobility in the U.S. and just any anywhere like that's afflicted with COVID-19, it's hard. And I think one of the things that this year has taught me is embrace a slow-paced life because before even though I don't live in a necessarily a bustling city I think I inherently always had the need to constantly be productive 24-7 and if I didn't take if I took a rest I'd feel really guilty so I think as well just knowing that I'm very deserving of not Like, I don't always need a multitask. I'm deserving of rest and relaxation, both physically and mentally. I think that was an important lesson to be learned before I turned 25. Just because when you turn 25, it seems everything becomes much more real. and You have to start thinking about, like, like life and more seriously, I guess. So I think that's one thing. But, Hana, do you want to jump in? Uh, What has been a realization for you this year um, during a pandemic? Yeah, thank you for that. Um, Yeah, I agree. I think turning 25 is such a daunting idea. And it's, you know, it's kind of like my friends and I joke, oh, it's like you're turning like a quarter of a century. It's like one fourth of your life is pretty much done, which is like really scary to think about. So it's, there's a lot of big life changes for sure. But for me, uh, what I've learned this year is, I think, and we've chatted about this a lot, you and I, Missy, but it's just to not take everything for granted, like even the small things. Um, looking back at pre-COVID life, you know, that wonderful, you know, mask-free like um, life where we don't have to be paranoid every time we leave the house. Um, I just look back and, you know, little things like just taking the train to work and or just being in an office space where... I can set aside a 10 minute break to chat with my coworkers or just even having brunch with a group of friends, like those things that we didn't really think much about, like they're just sort of like a natural part of life pre-COVID is something that is so simple, but things that I really find precious now because obviously we can't really do that. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's like, they're such simple acts, but they, be, because we've like, can't really do that or haven't done that in months it's just something that like I miss so much and I feel like we've taken for granted because you know stuff like even 
just like taking the day to shop around um, or being like attending a concert are things that we don't in the moment we're not like super like grateful for because it's just our part of life like it's just like our natural way of life but looking back obviously it's like these big things like we can't really do now or who knows when we can do like you know go to the movie theater even in the next few years so it's just really um you know looking your life at a perspective and understanding like wow like those little small acts like those are actually very like significant things in your life like yeah um, you know back then like obviously we weren't really conscious of it but we should I feel like I've learned to be grateful of those small moments like mm-hmm. I mean hopefully when things are better and I don't know what better even means nowadays but you know when um we're more comfortable with like getting together I'm definitely going to be um you know this sounds really cheesy but taking in the moment a bit more and like yeah even if it's like going to cafe with friends I'm just gonna really like take in every second because I I really miss that like I I can I mean I can go to a cafe now I think things are a bit better in terms of like going doing um getting food from you know restaurants but obviously like indoor dining is still very limited so those kind of things like I really want to really cherish and mm-hmm. um I want to like spend as many hours as I can at a bar and um do things that like seem kind of like dangerous now or yeah now. right pre-pandemic for example if you were waiting in a long queue or if you were at a concert or a bar and it'd be like super stuffy and people would be you know bumping and just like accidentally brushing you like I honestly miss that like being in a crowded space like that's not even imaginable in this day and age like that is just so like obviously that would be like a super spreader event so pre-pandemic like I or post-pandemic I feel I definitely will also kind of like you just like take in the moment like wow like where were we like in 2020 and this is like from the point of view like of like years like like many new years later after this uh year but I don't think 2020 was wasted like in the beginning I was a bit more desolate and just uh feeling like a lot of people lost and uh not really knowing uh how to adjust to this I don't want to say new normal because I also feel that's like kind of redundant, but just like this lifestyle of being alone with your thoughts, you know, uh, constantly sanitizing and always like before you leave the house, always thinking, okay, do I have my keys, my phone and my mask? Don't forget the mask kind of thing. So it'll be interesting to see how we as a society like like bounce back from this. And I do feel that it's, I'm another thing I'm grateful for is we have a new administration since we last re- like recorded oh and chatted with you guys. Um, so that so is, exciting. yes. So that was all, I mean, post election stress is definitely a thing like the trauma. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I can never, that was like longest, like five days of my life. And uh. I, honestly, yeah. I, I'm curious of like how you like, or dealing with that like or you know reading about that being in Japan but like I for those five days I couldn't really focus on work I was just constantly refreshing Twitter and obviously not good for my mental health but it was just like the biggest yeah it was the only thing I can think about because it's obviously like our life literally on the line yeah the pandemic just really put the election even at a greater risk or more like um at a more what's it called like it was more at stake now that because of like what 2020 has 
what what it's become basically so yeah it's just it was a lot <laughs> i mean luckily i was able to watch the debates um which was like informative well not the first one but which was informative <laughs> which was informative and also like i remember i was constantly also like you like refreshing the political page like seeing how many electoral votes like both candidates had and i'm like oh my gosh like when it ju- it didn't change for like two days and i'm like well obviously as they were counting like all the like the mail-in ballots and i'm like come on come on um so when they announced it it did feel like oh such a relief like actually a physical like stress because even though like i'm sure i don't know it like living abroad it also makes you realize how much the u.s like news not like obviously matters but like how much it's covered because even in japan like all the news sources were talking about the election and they were also like fault like they were explaining how the electoral college works and like um, how many votes each candidate needs to like win the electoral college and stuff. So they were following it a, a lot in Japan. It is kind of terrifying because even though it's the results, like you know, it's great that you know Biden ended up winning, but also it just shows you how divided our country still is. Yeah, it's scary. It's like there, these kind of people still exist and still support this person, yeah. and it's like even after all this, like even after like America or yeah, the America has dealt with like the worst situation with covid like we are we have the number one death rate but even then you still support this person it's like yeah beyond me i can't i don't even know well because like Um, yeah i mean i think this year though was a year of challenging like the information we consume and i'm gonna be honest like i'm grateful for um like people putting together like resources of like because I wasn't that well versed in the Black Lives Matter movement, like what what happened earlier this like spring. And it like this year also made me like, you know, put in like put in more work to like educate myself because like it is important. And obviously, just because I'm not in America doesn't mean that these uh, ideals like don't exist, um, like in other like countries or also like how um yeah like it's easy to feel like distant from the situation if you're not like physically there but um yeah I definitely maybe wouldn't have uh come across all the information um if like you know like I think I feel like the pandemic just amplified it and I have a I had a lot of time obviously when I was working from home so yeah it was just uh I'm thankful that like I did you know get educated especially you like you you posted like a lot of the um like black lives matter resources and like where you can find more info so i like appreciated that as well because i didn't really know where to start so just being informed and like being more conscious of like what you consume i think that's another thing i'm grateful for is having kind of like um social media and uh like information literacy because obviously like i feel like in college like research classes we learned okay like what are facts like how do you differentiate facts between like i guess a common term we know so well at this point fake news um and just because uh like some things for example on instagram can be an echo chamber or can be like misleading or like straight up wrong information if it's like aesthetically pleasing or like like people you follow with the algorithm like follows this like the same information that it can also be misleading so it's like so important to do your own fact checking which to be honest i wasn't doing 
um, like all the time. And I think, and also I'm grateful that we have so many news sources in English because like, you know, like for, I feel like for Western, like Western, like background like us, like, like we have such a privilege to speak English because a lot of like different news sources um, that, that we can be able to fact check. I mean, not everyone do, everyone does, but it's in English. So we don't only have one like mono, mono, like, monolithic or like mono like yeah i don't know what the word is but we don't just have one like news source we can like diversify it and i think that's like something i also took for granted and uh learned in 2020 is like like i mean it's hard like so now when people say like i'm not into politics like that is like like it's kind of taboo to be honest because also like politics affects everyone come on we're, like we've seen it within this election we've in 2016 like even before that but it just kind of like everything came to the surface the ugly truths of america like came to the surface i think that it was so important this year wasn't wasted like there were like terrible things of course there are terrible terrible things but there are things that kind of like as a collective consciousness at least for some of us like we've stepped into that more great you know going back to your um uh, topic about social activism and uh, Black Lives Matter. Um, I find it interesting. I've heard um, a couple people, I think it was like a po- different podcast, talk about how they think, or um, many other experts have thought that Black, the Black Lives Matter resurgence wouldn't have happened mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the pandemic because, you know, it came out like it's unfortunate, obviously, like all the things that happened. Um, with the black community this year but it came at kind of a right time because yeah. it, you know everyone was home like i feel like everyone was hungry for something or wanted to do something and this was just and everyone was seen like it was sort of like the height of the pandemic it was around yeah april or may ish and it was the height and everyone was already pretty distrusting of the government mm. especially i mean in the u.s at least and of just the authorities of how they handled the pandemic so i think this uh, the the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter was a reflection of that. I think people were mm-hmm. already pretty frustrated with um, how our leaders have treated the pandemic, but also the how they treated um, Black people. So I think, and also because, like I said, everyone's home and like they want everyone probably wanted something to do or some to be part of something because for the first time, a lot of people this year, um, I mean, unfortunately, are kind of dealt with not having a lot to do so i think um the whole black lives matter kind of gave them that sort of avenue of like okay i can actually make a difference and do something i think it's it seems like kind of it seems kind of like reasonable that um it like the black lives matter i don't think yeah i don't i honestly don't think it wouldn't have been possible any other year or at least of this big of an impact because Mm -hmm. again like i think everyone just wanted something to once because we were so divided and like um the pandemic had just put us in a rut like i think we just want needed some something to like really focus on and yeah black lives matter really gave us that sort of new motivation to like keep going and yeah i think it's beautiful though because i mean i guess i mean even though i 
sort of have issues with social media activism like some things can be a little misleading and like um can just be there for show but again i think it's great that for the first time we've seen a lot of brands and um a lot of artists really showcase their um you know like really informing the public through these sort of like graphics or social media and i will say i feel like I don't know if it was like the pandemic and I just don't have a lot of things to do, but I feel like I've been on Twitter a lot more. Okay. Since then. I think I like, um, I don't know. Like, I think it's, I don't know if it's cause I'm bored, but I, for some reason have becoming way more, I guess, socially, or at least I want to be more socially aware with what's going on. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that's like sort of, I don't know. I, I guess that's sort of like one of the silver linings this year. I think people have become more politically like active. And yes. Active. Yes. I think there's been like a big effort this year with like, um, I don't know, trying to do, make sure we have like a fair election. So I think that's like a, like, that's great that I think people have um, really realized this year is like, it really matters. Like our, our voice really does matter. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah, and speaking of social media, like, I mean, I take up such a small corner of the, like, the billions of users, but I did, or I have been taking a break from, like, my main social media, because I don't, I, I, I don't know if it's just been amplified because we do have a lot of, like, we have more time on our hands, but I was developing, like, a negative uh, relationship with social media and now that I've kind of like even cutting back like I, I still go on social media but like even cutting back just on my main account like I've noticed like how much like less oh like I compare myself or oh how I'm like constantly like glued to my phone like I feel like that's something that I'm like grateful for that oh like I'm you know kind of finding my confidence in like like apart from social media like I can give I can provide my own validation for myself I don't need like others to validate me I don't constantly need to like post everything like I do if I like you know do something like even remotely cool kind of thing so it's just like okay I'm trying to like invest also invest like my presence offline and um it's good to unplug I feel like that's like I mean, it's the simple things are sometimes the hardest things to do. Like unplugging in this day and age, like that's a big task. And especially now, like when you can't see like friends or family, like of course you want to like keep connected and everything. But yeah, I think that's also important as well to take a step back and just have a breather because yeah, you definitely deserve that. Um, it's I. It's interesting that you brought up social media. Can I ask why you decided to take a break? Was it just like you kept you found yourself comparing yourself with other people or um, self-esteem? Or I definitely felt a lot of uh, I don't know. I was just feeling like one a lot of FOMO about like yes. like you know what I mean like FOMO and then like oh like pressure because like oh maybe I'm like not like because maybe I'm not being as productive as I should be because I have like friends posting like oh like the amazing like things they're doing and stuff and like yes I've done like some things this year but like I don't know I feel like I I was just being hard on myself and social media like of course like I'm not going to delete my account but taking a step back and realizing within myself okay like why am I feeling like this because social media isn't necessarily like the cause of it it's like my own internal like struggles um so I've been trying to like work on that to have a more healthy relationship 
um, with social media. But yeah, I definitely was like comparing myself a lot and especially to just friends who um you know I like graduated with or like are in a similar field than me and just kind of feeling like again a bit lost this year about what I should be doing but I need to make that choice for myself um but yeah the main thing was definitely like comparing myself to others well yeah I asked because I've been having I've been kind of grappling myself with um sort of like an internal struggle with Instagram recently yeah and and debating whether to deactivate it because I've noticed it's become well I have a lot of recent sources of burnout and stress and anxiety but it's kind of become something that's eating away of my like self-esteem a little bit yeah um well I will say I I said yes when you said FOMO because that's sort of been one of the biggest like um, factors of I think why I don't know if I would say depressed but has been like um, making me feel down recently is like I when I go on Instagram I see people like eating out well eating out with their friends or just like um, not having fun but been feeling like very alone and when I whenever I go on Instagram it's like I always see my friends with other friends so it makes me feel kind of jealous like that yeah. they have like this whole group and that you know I mean I, first of all, I judge some people for like hanging out with groups of friends during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, but also, yeah. I feel I can't help but feel a little jealous. I'm like, oh, like I, I kind of miss having that like solid friend group. Like, yeah, all my friends yeah. Are scattered apart. So, yeah, I've been kind of like dealing with an internal struggle. Like I, I don't know if you've noticed, but I don't post on like Instagram stories as well because I just. I don't know. I've been feeling very self-conscious recently. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what if I post this? Like, not even a selfie, but what if I post this and people are going to judge me for doing this? I'm like, I yeah. don't know. For some reason recently, I've been feeling that so much. So that's why I don't really post anything on Instagram stories at all. Because yeah. I, just, I fear being judged for, like, the smallest things, which is yeah. ridiculous. Because, like, that, that means that they're, they're not your friends if they, like, judge you for little things. But, um, but yeah, that's sort of, like, my thing is, like, I don't whenever I go on Instagram I just don't find joy anymore and that's why yeah. I do want to yeah deactivate it and like yeah but yeah. yeah I've I like I totally agree with that like I've come to the point where I'm just kind of like yeah I mean I don't know I'm on the fence because I do have friends that like and I've like told I've like messaged people like hey if you want to contact me I didn't make like a big post about it but like if you want to contact me like please like message me on like Facebook messenger or like like you have my email like because I'm just, like, don't want to, like, be on Instagram. Yeah, I don't know if I want to necessarily delete it. Because I actually did, like, back in 2017, I deleted one of my accounts. Like, my other personal account. And, like, I didn't have Instagram for, like, a year. And it was glorious. And then, for oh, some reason, yeah. I coerced myself to go back to Instagram. Um, and and then, I'm, and then I'm, like, at that same standstill again. Like, oh, my God, should I just delete it? Like, it would be kind of liberating yeah, just to delete it. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the fence mostly because, I don't know about you, but Instagram has kind of been, maybe, like, in similar vein to Facebook, has been a way for me to reconnect with old friends. Yeah. Like, you know, on stories when people see each other's things, like, you sometimes comment. Yeah. Like, conversation. So, I, I actually have, like, reconnected with good friends through that, so I do kind of, like, I don't know, like, I will I miss that, like, um, that opportunity to, like talk with someone again that I haven't talked to but again I've recently found that I just like go on Instagram and I don't get anything out of it like documentary the social dilemma I'm like dang like 
like it made me also like all those like ex like ceos of like pinterest and like other like big big tech companies like they don't have social media they don't let their kids have social media i'm like okay i know social media is addicting and also like it has definitely decreased many people's like attention spans and just like yeah. and it's like anxiety inducing and everything i know right i mean i was feeling like, like that though yeah. yeah i mean because of the pandemic like i'm sure a, a lot of us has been spending like way more time on social media yeah. so i guess like um because i don't know about you i've never felt this way within well maybe you have because you did stop or you didn't have an instagram account for a while but i for the first time i had to reevaluate my like um purpose with instagram yeah. at least and on some other social medias this year because um obviously with us being home and like um, mostly alone like I had social media to turn to as my only form of like socializing really yeah and I yeah. realized how detrimental it has become because I just like yeah I didn't really get anything other than being sad about um not being able to do certain things or being so super self-conscious of yeah. what other people think of me so served me nothing <laughs> yeah well yeah so if you're like feeling if any of the listeners out there like if you're feeling like kind of like what we're talking about I mean I, I mean I totally encourage a break um and like to like take a step back and reevaluate because like what social media wants is your time and of course in data but also your time so it's like just as a reminder to like be cognizant of how much time you invest in social media and also like because I don't know like I'm that type of person, I'm still in that, like, if I'm even, like, an acquaintance, like, a follow for a follow, not that I care about followers, obviously, but just, like, oh, like, I sometimes I just, like, mindlessly, like, follow someone, but what you consume really, like, fills your headspace, and, like, with social media, like, if you're, like, constantly comparing yourself, like I was, or just, like, feeling a lot of FOMO, um, yeah, it's good to just, like, take a step back, because obviously it's a highlight reel, it's not real, I think, yeah, it's just good always to take a step back and, you know, gain different perspectives and try to fill your time, like, with other things, um, considering how much time I spent on social media, yeah, at this year, people, I think we're not the only ones, Hana, like, people have reevaluated their relationship with social media. For sure, I think, like, um, obviously, I mean, it's an understatement to say that stress has been at an all-time high this year, so I think, like, people, I mean, I, I mean, I'm definitely one of those ones who have thought about it, because I think, again, it kind of has to do with, like, the take, taking for everything for granted thing, like, before COVID, I think social media was just, like, one ass, one little nugget of our lives, but, yeah. um, you know, back pre-COVID, you know, when we had other things to worry about or, like, things to look forward to. Um, I guess for me, at least, I didn't really think of social media being a problem, but mm-hmm. now that it's become, like, all of my life because, like, especially during the beginning of the pandemic where I literally had nothing to do, yeah, it consumed me because I just, like, didn't... That was the only way for me to connect with my friends, but then, yeah. like, again, it served me no purpose because, like, I ended up feeling shitty after. I was like, why did I waste an hour of my life scrolling through TikTok videos? Yeah, I feel like shit because I didn't do anything. I felt unproductive. And again, that, yeah. like, um, really negatively impacted my mental health because mm-hmm. I felt really unproductive and, like, sluggish. So, yeah, I think, like, this year was really just um, thinking about that. I, I know a lot of friends, for sure, personally, who have deactivated Facebook or oh, wow. Instagram because of, like, 
this also because of like how um just you know especially on facebook how like loud people have become in terms of like expressing their views and stuff it's just yeah a very toxic place yeah for sure. oh my god like there's no censorship at all and it's like i did feel my social media was becoming an echo chamber like i would constantly like you know like send like affirmations to people who would post things and they'd just be posting the same things and it's kind of just like okay yeah i'm gonna like kind of remove myself from this because it is like draining and it's good to take a break um but what you said i wanted to address about mental health um yeah definitely in 2020 before this year never thought about my mental health at all that was like the on the back burner of the of the stove like i just like it was a neglected part i just didn't like really want to like address it um but i think this year as well because we were talking before like yeah mental health is so important you know we're we're a very like intricate like system as humans and everything needs to be aligned you can't just like only invest in physical health you also have to invest like you know spiritually whatever you believe in um and mentally and emotionally and I had to put a lot of like pride too I never knew I had like a lot of pride towards like mental health but I did or I do so so working on it um, like, oh, like nothing's wrong with me kind of thing. But mental health, I've learned like now, like having experience, like talking to a professional is it should be, I mean, it, 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 I feel like it's getting normalized more now. Um, but even to like, yeah, just talking to a professional and like realizing that like you, like what you have to say, like your thoughts are worthy, like no matter if it's already been said or like a reiteration of it, like what you have to say is like valid what you're feeling is valid but like how has your mental health been like during this year yeah no I'm glad you brought that up and I'm I'm totally with you on the same page of um being sort of prideful of my mental health and yeah yeah or not even thinking twice about it because I always thought of myself as a very strong person mentally when you know I I respect people who talk openly about mental health and you know, I, you know, who are struggling with it and it's real, but I guess I just never thought of myself as someone who had dealt with anxiety or depression or anything, but you know, you know, like you said, it really does affect everyone in some type of way. And I, for the first time, like this year, like I just, with the combination of like the pandemic and just work burnout and, um, just internal, like, anxiety I just it, like I for the first time I felt like I have yeah reached a point where I felt a really big part of my mental health has been like very um affected and yeah I guess like that's another thing I learned this year is just to, like take it seriously don't mm-hmm. think like you're okay like for the for most of my life I was like I'm totally strong I can like if I'm feeling down I can like take care of it myself but no like that's it's not on you to like figure it out. You, 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 there's a, there comes a point where you need to like seek help or talk about it really, or be more open about it. Yeah. Cause like I felt there was one point where I just like bottled everything up and I felt like, um, yeah, there are some days where like I couldn't even work because I felt mm-hmm. like so stressed mm-hmm. and like, um, couldn't do anything. So yeah, I guess like, and you know, a lot of, I talked to my friends about it and they also feel the same too same way too is like everyone has felt um affected in some sort of way yeah. I mean it's understandable it's like all of our life plans were halted and, right right you know we couldn't really 
do anything this year or like everything was kind of like out of our control and um also just like the negativity of the news has been really bad for mm-hmm, our mental health mm-hmm. and just the media and everything so yeah it's it was a really like crazy realization this year it's like wow I really do have to take better care of myself because right, right. Um, I mean there there are definitely days where I um it, it's it wasn't like I couldn't breathe but like I felt like um I didn't breathe pop properly that made sense like uh-huh. I was taking shorter breaths and I was like oh my god maybe I'm like really stressed and like my body was actually communicating to me for the first time like you have to like slow down and yeah. like relax because you're like you're kind of like reaching your limit right now so Mm -hmm. it's been a crazy I think I'm still learning right now to like really take care of myself but um yeah it's been a really like interesting crazy journey of just like really I really have to like you know I'm not strong as I think I was like I really have to take care of myself and seek help you know therapy is a very like expensive thing especially if you don't have insurance and um yeah it's a privilege in itself and like we're aware of that but if you do have the means or even like I guess anyone can just take a break from social media if that's like something that's causing you a lot of like anxiety um yeah and it's free it's free (laughs) that kind of just like summed it up just like being really mindful of your mental health and really being grateful for everything like I mean it's like easier said than done but just being mindful of like um your situation and um yeah just taking everything day by day really I think has really been such a big learning thing this year because I mean yeah I pre-COVID I just like I'm so grateful for all the things that we've had like in the life before all this so I think just really understanding that you know hopefully after COVID we'll be more will come out as stronger, hopefully, human beings who are more, like, I think that's, like, the silver lining. like, we've become more stronger mentally, or we're actually working be- to become stronger people, so. Like, we were talking, Hana, like, we haven't seen each other in over two years. Yeah, oh my god. So <laughs> Don't sad. remind me, though. But just the fact that, <laughs> I know, right? But just the fact that you're basically, like, a hologram, or, like, you're, like, my conscience <laughs> in a far-off land. Like, whenever I'm, like, in distress, I'm like, Hana! my hana hotline um anyways well thank you for tuning in to our gratitude episode i hope that whether or not you're celebrating thanksgiving with your loved ones that you're able to just reflect on this year and even though despite how shitty it was just be grateful for living and yeah and for your loved ones as well so thank you guys